Who the fuck do you think you are coming in here talking to me like this? Why don't you get the fuck out of here? Okay, boy. Welcome to the first episode of Satriar's Pod Store. Uh, this is the, the exclusive Sopranos podcast where we talk about all things relating to Sopranos. With me is a paisan from Aware and the Way. Is uh, Dave? How are you, Dave? Hey, Kumba. How are you? <laughs> hey, hey, boy. <laughs> Yeah, it's good. Good to finally talk about uh, Sopranos a bit more in depth with uh, with someone else after all these years of watching it. It's actually good to talk some shit about it. <laughs> um, so, listeners, what got us, uh, uh, I guess, into making a Sopranos podcast? It was, I think, two thousand eighteen was the twentieth anniversary. Yeah, I think no, it was the beginning of this year, twenty nineteen. Well, was it twenty nineteen? Yeah, yeah. Fuck. And. Yeah. Um, it just kind of, you know, got the interest perked up a bit and we started talking about it. And then, you know, I'm on the uh, other podcast, Full Metal Movie Reviews, and we thought, you know, why don't we just start a podcast about Sopranos? Yeah. And what it I is, like... It is, we, I think we basically said it is one of, it is our favourite TV series ever. ever. And we just always talk about it. We've, we've seen it from start to beginning at least five times minimum. <laughs> Yeah, I, even, I remember. Remember how we we even went away on a holiday, and that's all we watched was Sopranos. Sopranos. <laughs> that's how bad and we are about it. So we had sunny, yeah, just, uh, sunny, the sunshine um, from the Gold Coast, and we just sat indoors watching Sopranos. <laughs> um, so, listeners, so this is going to be uh, sort of like a limited series where we just talk about pretty much ep- each episode um, one by one, um, and then we might maybe chuck in a bit of news or some thoughts of, uh, you know, some topics that we want to discuss and, you know, just take it sort of cash. But really it's like going to be a, I guess you say, an episode by episode sort of podcast. So that's what one thing I like about this is going to be definitive. You know what I mean? Yes, it's going to have yes, yes. from season one to season six, and then we're out, mate. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it should be good. I'm looking forward to talking about it because there's a lot of stuff that even you just you pick up new stuff all the time. So it's really good to go back now, have a chat because even no doubt you'll pick up stuff that I haven't picked up and vice versa. So it's going to be pretty cool. Pretty sick. Um, All right, Paisans. So this uh, week's episode is obviously season one, the pilot pilot episode, Um, and it's it's probably. I have to say, one of the, I guess, when you see the first season, all right, and you see the first episode of the first season, sometimes you think, uh, how does this, like, you can't see, it's hard to see how serious could come of that, if you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, like, like um, you can, sometimes you think, how is this, was this actually picked up by yeah. networks, <laughs> and like, how did it write, you know, yeah. there is some pretty bad ones out there. But yeah, no, I'm, I agree with you. This one kind of knocks it out of the park, this to be is, honest. sets the tone and sets kind of what it is straight up. And yeah, they do flesh out like the, the, the details a bit later. But you, you kind of see this is going to be like a almost a dark, satire, comedic sort of uh, family drama slash gangster drama. It's yeah. pretty... It, it's pretty... Um, it's fucking pretty well balanced, man. I mean, 
I've got to say, know, there's a few things in this, though, Blue. Um, yeah. How thick is his Jersey accent, like the you know, American it, Italo yeah. accent he's got? Well, it's it's funny you say that because this pilot, I read that they actually filmed, they actually, um, filmed it a couple, a year and a half before it was actually released. Get fucked, a year and, and a half. Yeah, yeah. So, And what happened in that time, Chase, mm. um, he was waiting for it to get picked up mm. and I think... He basically he he went back to HBO to ask for another forty five minutes that he could do because he was going to actually make this into a feature film because he really didn't think it was going to get picked up as a series. So I think that's why this pilot is actually very well done as well because polished. Yeah, it's very polished. Mm. And so back to you about Tony's accent. I think in that 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 time in that year. Um, James Gattafini actually got a voice coach to change his voice. Oh, to suit, yeah, to suit a more kind of the the traditional Tony that we're we're known. Because that's the first thing you realise when you go back to watch that pilot is his accent. He speaks it's so completely different. Yeah, completely different. And I'd just love to know this now, though. Like, um, even the house, the interiors of the house is all different. Like oh, the kitchen, so, but it's so chalk, isn't it? <laughs> it's just so traditionally like. Italo-American slash Australian. Obviously, we've, we're going to have a bit of a more Italo-Australian kind of um, flavour as well to this because obviously us being Australian. But you can just you can just see that house being mm. so like it's just trashy and it's and I think that's why Sopranos touch so many nerves because you could actually see that chalkness well, in everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, who has a marble table kitchen table like? But it's beautiful. It's <laughs> It's a lovely. It's a what? It's just what you have in your kitchen. Beautiful. A marble t- tabletop <laughs> for your kitchen table. Fucking. But um, I mean, because I got the uh, episode up now and I'm watching a little bit of it just yeah. to refresh my memory. The actual kitchen is yeah. different from the original. Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. So there's a, there's a bit of a difference. So that actually makes sense. If there's a year and a half, that could actually yeah. make sense. And like other other things as well. I'm, we might be jumping, but if we're going to say differences, obviously. Mm-hmm. Even um, so, the priest is a different actor. Different priest, yeah, so it is. Yep. yeah, it is. And Tony's Guma Russian different. is different as well. So yeah, she goes from a blondie to a brunette. Yeah, so they're the, they're obviously two different mm. things between say episode one and episode two. But yeah, so yeah, I found that really interesting. How oh, it was shit. like a year and a half later, they HBO went to David Chase and said, "Yeah, you've got your you've got your season." So. Yeah, and then obviously Tony changed his voice. He even gained weight for the role. Cause he well, I was going to say, and he's thin. That's the other thing you yeah. notice from him. He's yeah. like super thin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he has like, um, he's pretty like he's pretty statuesque. He's got broad shoulders, tall. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if he, like, he had, like, he's losing his hair, but he kept it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's and holding then he, it. And then yeah. obviously he gets rid of it later on, but. Yeah. And even Melfi's thin. She gets really bloated yeah. as she goes. Yeah, on. she does. I think that's that uh, old Hollywood uh, coming through. Where, but she's still hot. <laughs> she's still <laughs> still Melfi. Yeah, Melfi, so. Melfi. Um, I don't. Know. All right. So I guess as part of the uh, why you so kind of astounded by how polished it is is also like the theme song. When you get a theme song that iconic, yeah, that fucking just bang on like oh, just know, the whole yeah, got just sets the tone, like. Fuck. Sets a tone of like, all right, you're starting out, you're in, you're in a grungy kind of New Jersey street life. You know, that's how they're going. Mm. They're going through the neighborhood and then, you know, they're driving through and then slowly, slowly, obviously, it eventuates at his house. So, like, I think it's kind of showing, like, 
his rise from like the slums and now he's like this new it's like like this mafia boss and like even just things like that david chase knocked it like you know he's already thinking about stuff like that so mm. very good very mm. good like um in this in this episode we also get uh to see chrissy um and he's driving tony tony around so you can see that he's obviously like there's a pretty good strong relationship between the two there and there's also sort of like a mentor slash protege um sort of relationship between the yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. Um, and even even in yeah. that first even in that first episode, Chrissy just, just touches yeah. fucking nerves of just <laughs> you know, like even you know, oh, he's just you know, after like so he's driving around in his new Lexus and he yeah. bangs a mirror and he's just pissy and whiny and yeah, he, he wasn't gonna go to work like work because mm. it was his mum told him oh, I shouldn't really come in today, I got a stomach ache. Mm. He's already said, like, already tones have the, already the, been the, set. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Establishing what the characters are like. And that's what I was going to actually talk about. It's like, in this first episode, pilot episode, you pretty much, what you get is two sort of, the establishment of two sort of major themes throughout the series. One is the contentious relationship between Tony and his uncle Junior and how Junior mm. resents Tony and Tony just fucking just... Yeah. Doesn't, he loves him as an uncle, but as a business associate, has no fucking time for him. Just like he's too yep. old, too cranky. He yep. just wants to run New Jersey and he just sees his uncle as a fucking a roadblock, right? Yes, yes. And I think we- there's a – yeah, because there's a few like uh, scenarios where they talk a lot of, a lot about the past, especially Junior, yeah. like you're saying, oh, yeah. you know, they're talking about the good old times whereas – Tony, I think he knows where he wants the family to be. And like a perfect example, like I, I think anyway, is his um, off-the-cuff thought about that HMO scam mm, straight mm. like straight off the bat. Like Better he saw, yeah, he saw and uh, straight away saw an opportunity from a failed, um, someone can't pay their debt, yeah. he works for a medical company and he, immediately like thinks to go okay well this is the avenue we're going to go and i think this is another example of like well the oh, even, Soprano, it's even a different set blue sorry to jump in oh, it's it's, yeah. it's called something else blue sammy it's I, called chentunnies oh it is too yeah it is completely different. Our, our, our podcast name is based on that from episode two yeah, <laughs> it's episode two onwards such yeah. pod still but fuck yeah. i'm just sorry i started to jump in i just saw that now because i'm yeah i got it in the background it's actually called Chantandis. Yeah, sorry, mate. So, finish your thought. Um, yeah, so basically, Tony obviously thinking about the future, and I mm. think one one thing I what was I think grabs people about Sopranos is that even like obviously we've all grown up watching your Godfathers, mm. your Goodfellas, and things like that. But it, Sopranos was good in the way it kind of gave a little bit of detail in the more sophisticated scams mm. that that the mob did, mm. and like this HMO one is like. In the pilot episode, bang! Like here you go. Here's a kind of way here's, where we're making thinking. Yeah, yeah what yeah. is what they're thinking? Mm. So I think that's what. Well, that's what kind of always kept me like interested the, in this. Yeah. The other thing I was going to say is about the other thing it sets up as well is that the the relationship Tony. Well, Tony wants Chrissy sort of to be his protege and, and the next sort of up and yep. coming like he was to his father, yep. I guess, right? Keeping family kind of but thing, obviously, yeah. Obviously, we get this sort of undertone that Chrissy, particularly in uh, when that scene where they're having the barbecue and Artie's crying and Chrissy says, oh, do you ever think, you know, your place could have, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you see he's, he goes off 
Tony yeah, tells him off, off and then he storms off and he's all pissy and all and yeah. like you can see that that's going to be a very, <laughs> very yeah. strong undercurrent throughout this like and that like develops it. and continues that yes Chrissy yeah. isn't going isn't the isn't the kid that Tony thinks or wants him yeah. to be he just flat yeah. out isn't he's yes. just yeah. Just a fucking immature little cocksucker, to be honest. Because he's even dropped the hits. Oh, um, you know, oh, my cousin's uh, partner in Hollywood's asked me to, yeah. be, to yeah. ask for my stories and things like that. So you can, his head's not really in the game. In the, yeah, yeah. But I think just because he's a fucking degenerate, he's got nothing else going for him. Mm. So the mob is currently what he's doing. So, yeah. And something else that's different in the pilot episode. I think we've got, to, we've got to spend maybe a good 10 minutes trying to explain this because I actually kind of think helps. So in the pilot episode, right, you got the crew, Tony's there, you see Paulie, you see Pussy, but then Sil rocks up mm. at Satrials or whatever it's called in this pilot episode and they go, oh, what are you doing here? And he says, oh, yeah. his wife sends him down to get the small goods, right? Yeah. Or the cold cuts, whatever they're yeah. called. <laughs> so to me, it's pretty obvious that Sil isn't part of that crew, right? Yeah. Then yeah. also, he mentions when he goes to see his uncle, his uncle says, oh, you may run North Jersey, but you know you, mm. you can't tell me how to. So it's obviously in this pilot, Tony is seen as the boss. Yes. But I'm not sure that's the, the case, case in because, season, yeah. in episode two, because episode two, they introduced Jackie April. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. And they also mention... Something else about um, so in Hirsch or Hesh, sorry, when Hesh is talking about um, Junior, he says Junior was upset because he you know he resents Tony because Tony um, yeah is the boss and Tony was made before Junior. No, uh, Tony's dad was made before oh, Junior. Tony's yeah, dad. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I think he's always like Junior's always had it for Johnny mm. and Tony, like that side of the that, that side of the family because mm. Johnny was made before Junior. And yeah. our Tony's coming up, yeah. like I so, say, yeah, I think it's just the general kind yeah. of, yeah. So, the, yeah. so the crew, but the crew's different. So, yes, my understanding, I reckon, I reckon we should maybe spend ten minutes of this. So, yep. the family is actually called the Demayo Crime Family, right? Correct, that's right. And you don't, you don't get any sort of context into this um, pilot episode. But how it works is that the actual head of the family, um, the old man they refer to him as, is actually yep. in jail. Yes. Yep. Jackie April is a street boss and he's running it. Yep. And they Jack and Junior resents being looked over because yep. he thinks he should have got it just out of sort of respect. Yeah. And, and obviously with Jackie being so young, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So but Jackie's crew, um he doesn't actually run his crew. Because I did a bit of Wikipedia search. His crew yep. is actually in Florida. So like Ralphie and that. They're in Florida. Oh, okay. Who's, uh, who's crew is this, sorry? Uh, Rich, uh, Jackie's crew. Okay, yeah, yeah. So when he becomes boss, he obviously, mm. when you're boss, you don't run your crew, you run yes. the family. So his crew is in Florida, right? His brother, Rich, is in jail. Okay. Yeah. You got, then you got the Soprano crew and they hang out at Satcherals. And mm. what I understand is in the Soprano crew is Paulie, Pussy, Chrissy, and Seal. Yes. Right? Yeah. But... S- but Sil isn't really part of it. He's got his own thing with the strip club, but he's yeah, kind, of kind of associated. Yeah. He doesn't really, you know, he's, he's associated with 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 Tony. Yeah. Then you got your other crews of um, what's it called, Alley Boy, uh, um, 
Barazi, I think his name is, and yep. uh, Fat. Um, shit, what's his name? Uh, oh, uh, he he gets to become a rat. He's oh the other the other fat dude. Now what's his name? I think oh, it's on, it's I don't on know. My tongue. Yeah, is he is he a pussy as well? No, 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 no. no, no. He's fucking. He's um. Shit. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Um, yeah, this is a very informative podcast. Two cunts going, um, <laughs> um, uh. Anyway. <laughs> Fucking hell, what's his name? Fuck. This is going to drive me crazy. No, no, it's um, it's something stupid. Um, Altieri, that's it. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy the Rat. Yes, Jimmy Altieri, Jimmy, yes, right? Okay. The Altieri uh, crew. Yep. Right. And then you got... Um, and Larry, isn't Larry another boss as well? But he's out. Remember um, Larry and that, you know, he, he's the one that gets done at the wedding at the end of the series. Yeah, that's the Berezi. Yeah. yeah. Larry Boy. That's yeah, it. He's, yeah. He's got his cousin Albert who yes. takes over. And that's about it, really. That's a pretty much... And there's a junior soprano crew, but they're all full of old people that kind yeah. of, mm, you know... And the young guys, uh, Mickey. There's, yeah, the young, there's a couple yeah. young guys in there. There's Chucky yeah. Signore, um, uh, Gigi, yeah. um, Patsy, Berezi, um, and and then you got this other guy, uh, Ray, Ray Corto. Yeah, yep. He's he doesn't he's got his own crew, and then you got like Feach, Lamana crew. Anyway, long story short, Tony is only a capo of one of the crews. Exactly, yeah. Right. But in this pilot, it's kind of inferred that he's the boss. Yes. So there's a bit of a distinction, which I didn't yeah. really pick up on. Um, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, it took me a while to actually kind of, oh, wait a minute, it's a different sort of uh, sort of premise, what they're saying here. Um, And then basically, as well, they also say um, in the pilot, uh, so I was gonna have some notes about. Yeah, so basically, the, the, Tony, he kind of he's part of the um, uh, what is he? He runs a the Barone Sanitation, so yeah, waste yeah, man- waste management, yeah. And that's kind of what his bread and butter is by getting obviously the contracts from the, or the the revenue from that from that company, which controls a lot of routes and. Waste management in New York and yep. um, New Jersey, which is, I think, what links him to New York is that the sanitation routes and, and, and bits and pieces, yeah. right? And he's always had a good relationship with New York. Like, he's always mm. had an in with them. And I think even Junior even mentions in, in this episode, like to uh, Livia at the end, like he mentions, you know, I think he pisses to New York or yeah. something. So, like, even then, like, it's just showing that Tony's got that. Avenue towards New York, obviously, yeah, which is a much bigger crew. Even even Junior Surprise talking about he has to do something with Tony, right? Yeah, the yeah. Like, <laughs> and this is like another thing, obviously. Going, mm. oh, did you want to finish about like the family and stuff like that? Oh or? yeah, okay, maybe you know, yeah, all right. Well, no, finish that. Finish all that. right. So yeah, the family, and then basically, one thing Tony's always mentioned in this pilot, and then it gets set up very well is that he's always worried about. Um, he feels like he got in at the. Yes. At the end of it, right? Yeah. Not at the start. Yeah. yeah. I had. The, I actually was going to mention that as well. He mm. goes, yeah, I've come in at the end kind of thing. Yeah. So it's like, um, well, you know, the interesting thing is like 
at the end of the uh, at the end of, at the end of season six, the finale, you think mm. about it. His Tony in, in the pilot episode is really concerned with people flipping and yeah. turning rats or becoming an informant for the FBI. And you think about this crew that I just mentioned. Mm. And you look at the crew and it's like, well, how many of those fuckers did yeah. turn rats? And you look at it. Yeah. Well, the Brazy crew, Larry Boy does. It's not, yeah. you know, his storyline is a bit hard to follow, but he does. He's the reason why they have to go on the lamb because he tells them about some guy who's some bookie that was buried in some person's um, basement. That's right. Yep. 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 In the... Um, Altieri crew, Jimmy Altieri, he does. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Carlo does. I think Carlo. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's one of the last ones. Yeah. yeah. Ray he, was. Ray, but then he well. died, so he kind of gets away with it. Yeah, he gets, he gets a pass, I guess, because yeah. nobody knew. Um, what else? Who else did you have? Uh, that's about it. But then you think about it. That's you know of the capos. That's pretty much all of them. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> the ones that are left, anyway. So, I mean. He kind of sets up that, all right, he might be feeling depressed or whatever, and he's got a bit of um, depression about his yeah. role in life or the role in this mafia. But he's got a point that he this is kind of what you're seeing here isn't the rise of a of an American gangster yeah. because that all happened before the pilot. What That's you're kind right. of seeing yeah. is the end of a family. Tim he's basically much. he's basically got one foot in the grave, one on the banana peel, mate. That's pretty exactly much. how it is. Pretty much. And that's what I like about this pilot. And and that you don't really appreciate it at the time, but when you come watch all the seasons is that you can see like, oh fuck, this is how um Yeah, you know you're watching you're just watching the end of something. The demise, exactly. Yeah. 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 And you don't really get that. You don't understand that. But you truly you, as the seasons go on, and particularly season six. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is actually the fucking downfall of of um of, of the uh, American family, kind of, of like of American, American mob family, yeah. Yeah. Of a yeah. of a mob boss kind of yeah. Well yeah. look, I think you said it numerous times as well, like there's two ways that this life ends for us, either in the grave or in lockup. Like there's yeah. no you don't get away with this. Like you will pay the piper at some stage, and that's what, yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. Very few people retire from the mafia. Exactly. Exactly. Um, um, all right. So, basically, as all as a part of the pilot episode, you get all these setups of how the family is going to operate, right? But you also get something very interesting with um, the family side, and we see something very, very in particular, the, the dynamic between Carmela and... Um, Tony, mm. basically, basically, Camilla <laughs> fucking can't stand him. <laughs> she fucking hates him. Hates him. Because she knows he puts his dick in anything with the mm. poles mm-hmm. and as the wife and of the of his family, she just has to say yes because there's no other option for her to go to, <laughs> mm. essentially. Mm. Mm. Exactly. And he, like, so when Tony has his uh, fall... And he um, has to go get a CAT scan or MRI. Yeah, yeah. She basically says, "Oh, we all know where you're going when you die. You're going to hell." Yeah, and it's like yeah. fucking hell. Yeah, obviously, yeah. there's always a lot of yeah, uh, I have a lot of hatred there. Yeah, but then you know what? Like, and this is what like I love about Sopranos is that she says that to him. She goes, "You know, you're gonna end up, you're gonna end up in fucking hell." Mm. But then as he's going in the MRI, she gives him a little wave. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Or well, she feels guilty. I yeah, don't know. exactly. Like it's just these, those, these, 
uh, womanly things of he's a fucking prick, but you know what? I still mm. I still love him just that little it. bit. You know, so well, they just they do it very well. What it nails is like in, growing up in an Italian household is like the drama, like fucking big forever. drama. It's always everything's a big deal. Yeah, everything's a screaming match, and everything's a fucking ends in. Like nothing happened. Like you just move on. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The next day, you're back to normal. Back to, back to normal until the next screen, screaming match happens. Yeah. And that's what I love about The Sopranos. It reminds me, not necessarily but of my family, but like you just, you have those moments where someone just, is just peeking yeah. at someone else over something that doesn't mean any. Like it's just so insignificant. Yeah. And then two minutes later, it's like nothing happened. It's like everything's okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's got everything right. Like even when, like they just got the whole family dynamic right. Even when um, it's AJ's birthday, mm. I think it's his first one, and then uh, Livia ends up not coming. And you know he comes out and he goes, "Oh, um, Grandma's not coming." You know, rah rah. Mm. And he goes, "What does that mean now? No fucking ZD." <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. It's just they just got it. He just yeah. got the whole dynamic. And even uh, what I was going to mention before no, about Olivia yeah. is that I, I, I remember hearing in this 20-year reunion, I think it was, mm. uh, Stephen Van Zandt was talking about like how he got his role, rah, rah, and for some reason, I think the whole Livia character came out, and he was basically said that like, he just thought, she's a fucking bitch. She does not remind me of a traditional Italian loving mother you know, who, you know, cooks and, you know, looks after the kids. Mm. She's a real bitch. And he said yeah. these things to Chase. And <laughs> Chase basically said, uh, she's based on my mother. This is my mother. So oh, my Livia, God. Yeah, really? So, yeah, apparently Olivia is based on his mother and she was just a fucking bitch. And and that's one like, one thing I didn't get about Olivia. I, I couldn't understand how she was such a bitch because... I had the I've got the traditional Italian mother of that you know loving and mm. never never got upset with me per se. I was always mm. getting upset, say with my dad, you know, mm. but never like with us about stuff. You know, always took our side. But Livia in here, she's just completely opposite. You know, dropping lines, always making her um, Tony feel bad. Like uh, Artie, oh, Artie, mm. always, Artie always rings her mother. You mm. know, it's like just little digs at Tony, and I just love it. I just love it. These little digs. <laughs> she's she is pretty intense like and then the bitch like at the end yeah doesn't even bat an eyelid when junior says oh i could do something, about, do something yeah. about tony so yeah just real interesting character yeah oh look I, that and that whole dynamic i mean to be honest it's probably my least favorite aspect of sopranos is the relationship between him and his mom like i'm not yeah yeah oh yeah i'm not i'm not it's um it's it's a relationship that when you think about it, it's really like if if you want to see, um, like it always sour an episode if that makes sense, like because either it ended in an argument or it would just be like Tony complaining about his mum to Melfi. Like it was it wasn't yeah. really okay. the, the only time it really drove the plot was during the whole uh, wiretap, which is good. Like it's good how Chase wrote that all in about the wiretap at Greengrove and how yeah yeah yeah. Is it Lydia or Livia? Livia, I think. Livia, how she yeah. played a, a part of um, uh, basically, you know, discussing yeah, Tony's because death. It, yeah, that's right. Because even I think didn't they even tell? Yeah, I think they eventually the FBI goes up to Tony after yeah, correct, or something. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Well. So I mean, um, 
I can see like that sort of relationship. But I mean, overall, it's like how many times are we going to beat a dead horse with her just being a fucking annoyance? You know, like I just it just it actually like revs me. I'm so sympathetic to Tony, just list, having to listen to her shit. You know oh, I mean? <laughs> like, and yeah, like he's a grown male. Just imagine yeah. like those, uh, just your whole life, someone just nagging the mm. fucking shit out of you. Mm. Oh, yeah. Nah, terrible. Yeah, I'm actually just watching, watching the scene there where they're trying to take her to Green Grove and she sees a nursing ward and he had Tony has a panic attack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's funny. <laughs> it's funny, man. It's just like I could just I sympathise with. He's just had a lifetime of her shit, and he's yeah. like, I'm fucking can't deal with this anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um. But and then he's conflicted because he's an Italian. He's meant to Italian, exactly to love your mum exactly, and that's the especially thing. boys. Yeah. Italian boys are meant to love their mums. Exactly. Exactly right. Yeah. So that's why uh, you sympathise. You understand. You can relate. That's why every yeah. truck loves. Nah, he got the whole dynamic of like the. Mm. Of your fam- your traditional family, spot on, spot on. Um, what else is this pilot episode set up? Uh, it sets well, up the um, like I the, don't know the whole like obviously one of the main and this is one of the main things I actually didn't start the Sopranos earlier than what I did is obviously Tony seeing a psychiatrist mm. now because at the time this is when analyze that or analyze this came out yeah and uh, was, I actually did it. Yeah, around that same time anyway, like about a mob talking to a thing. And and then I heard about Sopranos and the same kind of scenario. I was like, well, what the fuck's this about? Is this like a comedy? Well, Sopranos came out in 99 and analyze that. What did that come out? Maybe like, it should be late 90s, like maybe 97 or something like this. that. Is that the first one? Analyze this? Yeah, I think so. Uh, that came out, oh shit, Sopranos came out first. Oh, did it? So Sopranos came out in January 99 and this came yeah. out in March 99. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so it was around that same time, and obviously. Oh, you know what, Blue? Yeah. Sorry to keep interrupting, but yeah. I reckon what happened was the pilot episode came out in January. Yeah. And then they had to wait. Um, you know, he said it was a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. And then probably everyone was worried that it was too much like analyze this. Yeah. Oh, I'm just saying this is why I kind of didn't get onto it straight away. I was probably about three years. I probably mm. started 01, 02 watching Sopranos. Mm. But I remember getting – I didn't – obviously growing up watching these type of movies, it's something that I'd go straight for. But I don't know. This was back in the time where you didn't really look at internet or you know social no, media right. wasn't pumping anything. So I was like, oh, is this a fucking comedy? Like I don't really want to watch that kind of shit. You know what I mean? I want to watch like a – and then obviously I was fucking proven wrong because it's – complete opposite but what what we're going to say obviously with this pilot episode is it sets a, this whole sets the tone of seeing a psychiatrist tony being a boss mob mm. boss seeing a psychiatrist which is a big thing obviously mm. um and then obviously about these ducks and <laughs> and i'm so fucking glad that kind of stopped because uh, i yeah <laughs> i didn't I, I did i didn't really gel to this kind of that kind of symbolism at all to be honest so nah, well, I'm, I'm glad they killed that straight away yeah it, yeah yeah and i mean it starts off the, the whole melfi um relationship and the uh psych psych psycho psychiatry sorry yeah the therapy he gets basically it kind of goes away by i reckon by season by season four or three even season three it's like it's maybe a very small component by season six, yeah. it's probably yeah. non-existent. And even yeah. season five, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, um, 
he he obviously you know it's a good window into the psych. Yeah, I, th- I think I think it's just it, it's a good way for Chase to like have Tony tell a story to an outsider, mm. like, mm. like and that outsider obviously being us, but mm. you know obviously the psychiatrist Melfi as well. So I think it's like a good way for him to kind of tell Tony's story to someone else, like mm. so it kind of sets like it kind of sets up. Tony, you know, obviously even for flashbacks of a few stories that he says about his yeah. mum and stuff like that, which is pretty pretty cool as well. But, um, yeah, so that kind of sets the tone for Melfi being there and obviously uh, her giving him Prozac and stuff like that to deal with it. So that kind of, it kind of sets up the tone for their relationship yeah. in terms of yeah. him telling her things. Well, but, it's like it's not just, too much mm. where she gets <laughs> like I don't know. It, it's yeah. It's in the, like if something will happen, he'll then be in there. Ah, uh, the thing I didn't like about it, right mm. is that, like you said, it you it's a sounding board and it is maybe a bit of exposition. But at the same time, it's like when these people talk, sometimes they go into like you know when they have those weird dream episodes and dreams we can see. Wait, you, you don't you don't like them? No, I don't see, like them. I. I actually really rate them. I, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I actually, yeah, I really did like them. I, and I know people hated the, the, the mm. McAfee. I know we're jumping ahead, but McAfee episodes, whatever. Mm. I actually didn't mind them. I just thought it was something different. I didn't mind it. I don't know. I think they go, so they flip-flop into what they want to be. Like, is yeah. it, like, is it sort of, are they using the psychiatry aspect to give exposition on the character? Is it trying to you know trying to talk and find out what his psychology of him is about? Is it for, sometimes it's comedic effects, but then it's just like the plot when she uh, Melfi gets raped and I don't know. It's just it, it, for me, it never really finds sort of like a rhythm or um, with, oh, with her with him and Melfi in general, and Melfi yeah, in general, yeah, like. Yeah. And then he has that love obsession with her for a couple of seasons. How he just wants to like date yeah, her, yeah. And then he's just have this like I don't know. It's like I I, I think she's a Pretty bad actress. Like I think, um, she's Lorraine, in she's a, Lane she, Brain. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. not. She's oh, not a good actress. Oh, have you seen? Have you like seen her now? Yeah. Oh, and she just won't shut the fuck up. Nah, she's weird, man. She's she, a weird unit. Yeah, very weird. Anyway, yeah. Sorry, digress. <laughs> and, but <yeah. laughs> and she's like, um, it, as as and she, more screen time she gets, I don't know the word. Like it's just. I don't know. It's something that just, just doesn't resonate with me. It just misfires. Like, the whole relationship, mm. it just misfires. Mm. And I can see why it would be important. But analyze this is more of a comedic thing between... Oh, 100%. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But this, I don't know. I feel like it's a it's a, a plot crutch. Yeah, no, you know definitely. I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And whenever... If I'm re-watching an episode, I always tend to fast forward it. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I, I agree with you on that one, 100%. You know what I mean? When I'm re-watching... Those uh, psychiatrist scenes are uh, getting yeah. the fast forward button. Yeah, exactly. Um, what else does this plot pilot episode say? Uh, um, oh, oh, you mentioned the, the Carmela thing, Carmela and the priest. How the priest is staying over watching a movie. <laughs> I just want to. I just want to thank God that for once the priest doesn't actually want to touch little boys. <laughs> he actually wants to touch another female for once. <laughs> Fuck it, hell. little AJ, mate, stay away. He got Fuck. little AJ got off the hook. He's uh, his little butthole sees another day. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. I I um that's a uh, I, I just 
Camilla sometimes really annoys me. Like, really annoys me. Like, she's all, like, really preachy and judgmental on Tony. Yeah. yeah. But then she's happy to, like, to accept the, all the gifts and all the money exactly. and all everything that comes along with it. And she knows how he gets mm, the money. You know what I mean? She knows. Yeah, has to. Yeah. And that's what I don't like about her being such a... Pretentious cunt. about that kind of... <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that's I right. I yeah. say it. Yeah. That's what she is. Like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so she's just like... You got look. You look at all the people in that circle, like all the wives and stuff, mm. and they seem to be not accepting, but they don't really have this sort of conflict of crisis or identity crisis yeah. about um, where their money or living comes from. Like, but then she, Camilla, she opens up her home. She has you know open houses. She has events yeah. at her home. She's very yeah. proud of her home. Home proud. She yeah. shows off her home, yeah, but then. She's like saying, oh, Tony, you're going to go to hell. Tony, like, well, if you had such an issue with it, you know what I mean? You would actually maybe, mm, Do I don't know, not, yeah, yeah. not marry a fucking mobster. You know what That's I mean? Wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you just like, you'd, all you are is air and you, all you do is, I guess because that's the way her character is written, but pretty much yeah. if she's not screaming at Tony, she's complaining or screaming at someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, you, you kind of coming from an Italian and resonates you or you relate to someone that always is complaining you know what i mean the, yeah. everyone every italian has a family member who all they do is complain piss yep. or piss and moan or scream or fucking does something and you just like you just all you want to do is shut the fuck up yeah you know what i mean yeah and that's what i mean like her and her arc is she's never really happy with her life because she knows that she married into something very evil yeah, but at the same time, she's so content and so happy. Like she's very materialistic that she just doesn't. She's never, never driven to actually do anything to change it. Yeah, yeah. But and it's weird because she like as the series progresses, mm. she kind of like they kind of, or whether it's her, she actually kind of shows that she's actually quite smart and like you know mm-hmm. she looks at her yeah. art, she looks yeah. at all this shit. At the crust of it, deep down inside, you're still like, you're not that smart because you've you've said yes to this life. You're not doing anything about it, but you, you, yet you're still pissing and moaning about mm. it. Like it, yeah, it's weird. Like it's if it's as if she's smart enough to know, but she's kind of blindsided by it, and she's just avoiding that whole issue of like she's just happy getting getting the money mm-hmm. at the sake of mm-hmm. knowing her husband's dick been in everything in New Jersey. So it's weird, weird. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's sometimes like when she has, when it's a very Camilla centric story arc, mm. uh, again, those are the episodes I don't really enjoy. And not yeah. because it's, because it's the same shit, to be yeah. honest, to be blunt. Yeah. Like season three, she's still talking about fucking how conflicted she is and how fucking she's sexually attracted to a priest or whatever. And yeah. she doesn't, she feels guilty and she wants to make Tony atone for his sins. It was like, ah, uh, 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 yeah. enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like either do yeah. something or don't. Yeah. Shut up about it. And yeah. I, sometimes she's like really naive. Like you're telling me she thinks that Adriana left Chris yeah, stuff like that. You know that. what I mean? How yeah. stupid do you have to be? She exactly. fucking like how stupid do you have to be? Yeah. And and then, but at the same time she's like she knows where the guns are, she knows where the money is. Well that's um, exactly in this episode alone, you know, straight off the bat, you know, she's getting into the cans of the cash. Yeah. Meadows jumping out the window, she gets the fucking gun out. You know, <laughs> so, she knows so she like, fucking knows what time it is, mate. 
she to me, knows what time it is. She, it's convenient for her when she wants to exactly. doubt something or something. Exactly. And, and and people like that, you know what I mean? They're, yeah, not not you're not going to get sympathy. No. Really, you, no. yeah, you're not going to get sympathy from that. No, you're going to get fucking all butts, and that's that's what I can't stand. Um, so then, obviously, keeping within that family, obviously, mm. then we introduced to Meadow, who still yep. hasn't has not hit puberty yet, so still <laughs> she's easy, uh, she's easy blue. she's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, um, so she's in that whole teenage angst kind yeah, of she's a stage, yep. exactly. And then obviously AJ is introduced with his curtains. That he's rocking, obviously <laughs> in the late nineties, <laughs> which I, I also had in my Cute teenage right. years. Um, so yeah, obviously we introduced to that and Tony's family and that. What that do you think of the casting it. of? I reckon the casting of the series is in for the general part is spot on, but I think I'd have to say Meadow grows into the role, and she actually yeah. when she gets older, she becomes a bit more of an accomplished actor, yep. um, and yep. definitely I'd say gets better as she goes on for yeah. sure. But AJ, I, for, for me, has always been miscast as his son. Yeah. What do you, what do you feel yeah. about that? Yeah, I think, I think, it, I think he changes mm. so much and so many times mm. throughout the whole progression that it kind of, by the end of it, I actually think he kind of suits the role because Tony, as much as like he doesn't want this stuff for his son, mm. but. Because he goes up and down on such a roller coaster, it's mm. just like Tony. In terms of AJ, he's still just his dad, yeah. and he and he can't understand why the fuck he's changing. He's going up and down. You know, he's obviously tries to do what he does, and you know, with women and jobs and rah rah rah. Like that is a. I actually say so I think he actually suits because he's so dramatic in his changes, both physically and mentally. Like he just mm. changes all the time. I actually don't mind it because. At the end of the day, I still think he's a pissy little shit, and I hate him. <laughs> he's a, he is a little yeah, pissy shit. Yeah, like and like he's a spoiled you know, brat. That's what he is. Yeah, but I, mm. I think I think it works well with what they're doing. Well, it worked out well having I, like that kind of because you know, you, you got to think about it. You've got a mob boss, right? Mm. And you think about like yeah. what his son would like. You close your eyes. You imagine what a mob boss's son would look like. You kind of you know think it'd be a little bit tougher, you know, with the gold chains, mm. and he might. And then he's just the complete opposite. Oh, so, he's marshmallow. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't mind it. I don't mind it that they think it's inside the square and it's not so cliche about some stuff. So, but no, I don't he, mind it. He, Tony does love his, obviously, his family very much. He, yes. And he's like a very family orientated when it comes to his kids. He doesn't, he does well, not, yeah. like, he, he just, his wife to him is just. A mother to his kids. Mother to his kids, pretty much. <laughs> um, but uh, the thing is, though, right, and she's the, you know, the home uh, carer. So, she yeah. looks after the home, right. But yeah. the thing is, though, about AJ, I where his character goes, mm. um, and how there's like he's always te- teetering on the edge of will he follow his father's footsteps or will he not? He, when he grows up, mm. I just he's there's some scenes where it's like, could you not get a better actor? <laughs> <laughs> like that's what and that's how I think that that's and like particularly when the suicide and like I know we're, yeah. we're, we should be talking about episode one fuck yeah but he goes from being a very happy kid and he's like you could get any kid I agree it doesn't bother me mm. who cares mm. but later on they probably should have recast it or 
I don't know. It's Maybe hard. I guess it's hard with kids because you know, like yeah. you probably didn't even know whether he's going to get a second season. That's true. At the time, That's and true. he's probably got an idea of kind of where he wants characters to go, no doubt. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I have heard that he always knew how The Sopranos was going to end. Mm. Like that was always in the back of his mind. But in terms of like character progressions, fuck, mm. like he's not going to know that AJ is going to. So maybe he just didn't know, like, mm. mate, at the time. And but do you agree? He's, he's like AJ's probably like the weakest. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Even like, like the like the cliche mafia dudes, you know, in the series, they're mm. way better actors than like. Yeah. I know they might be only typecast as mafia mm. actors, and that's all they're ever going to do. But they still knock it out of the fucking park. Mm. Like you got Stephen Van Zandt, who's a fucking uh, bass player for. Bruce Springsteen. This is his yeah. first role, and he fucking knocks it out of the park. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I I do agree with you. AJ is definitely the weakest link in the but is, is this. I don't know. It's, it's uh, it doesn't so much matter in this first episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in the pilot episode, a lot of a lot of emphasis on you know the best being over the yeah, Italian yep. people losing their identity. Rah rah rah. Yeah, you know the yeah. mafia's kind of done. Yeah, and, yeah, definitely. Yeah, like the the old kind of ways are dead kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And um, it's I don't know. I think it's fucking. It's one of the most polished first pilot or pilot episodes I've ever seen, and I think it's a phenomenal job. I mean, do you you don't really see pilot episodes anymore? Like in terms of no, that's um, right. Yeah. So this kind of was a pilot episode and the first episode. So that's why it's. You get a lot of sort of discrepancies between this and the second episode. Yeah, yeah. And look, you let him fly. Like, do you know what I mean? For what it is, geez, he's done pretty well to keeping most of it in check, mm. really, to be honest. Because um, there's a lot of references that come back later on mm, that yeah, you, you look back now, like, geez, that actually, like, that, this kind of comes back in season five. So, like, it's pretty, like, he kind of stays true to the pilot, which is really good, so. Well, that's what I mean, and that's what like that's why when you think about it, when you watch a pilot episode, and the point I made like, at the very start of this episode was, um, it's very rare. Like shows evolve over time, but very, it's very rare that you get such a polished first episode that it's like, yeah, this is the show. <laughs> so, yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. Like, um, you know, even Game of Thrones had to they had they had to reshoot the pilot episode because the pilot episode was so um, terrible. Oh, really? Shows, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, like, to get something like this. First, straight off the bat, first mm. time. Yeah, it's mm. pretty exceptional. It's, it was a phenomenal piece of work. One thing, one thing I, I am glad, and I, I don't like, but I'm glad they got rid of, is, mm. what do you, I don't know the word exactly, but that perspective of when Tony's telling it to Melfi and it's overdubbed over what's actually happening. Like, say, for example, when they're... Um, when he beats up the guy in the park and this yeah, episode, yeah, 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 yeah. and it's kind of like, oh, and then we went out for coffee and that, like, I hate that that style mm. of. Well, that's what they call um, what are exposition. They yeah, so, so they're I, basically using that as a as a crutch to explain a plot or yeah, yeah. Um, just give commentary so that there's no sort of ambiguity as to like yeah. with the viewer. See, I'm I'm more for ambi- ambiguity. I actually, <laughs> yeah, I and that and that probably ex- explains why I like the dream sequences. I don't mind them leaving it up to me a little bit for certain things. Mm. But anyway, I'm glad they got rid of that kind of, um, the way he told, he, the way that um, they explained things like that. Yeah, well, that like I said, it turns into more of a sort of, I, I'm, it goes from being that to a, him just trying to explain his psychology of how he's, um, what he's feeling. Yeah. Um, maybe, you know what, we'll wrap this up because we're going for about 40 odd minutes, but we'll yeah. talk about, maybe I reckon I just wanted to cover off of, um, so how the actual mafia 
sort of works in the 90s. Um, mm. So I thought it might be worthwhile maybe giving everyone a bit of a his- history lesson on the mafia, or the American mafia, um, and then maybe kind of tying that into the Sopranos because I think it's useful because for me, I get confused. Well, I did, you know, when I was watching this, mm. when it first came out of how everything was working and what, who's who and who's the boss to and who reports to who and yeah, how they make right. their money because they don't actually bother explaining it. <laughs> yeah, because cause it, it is worth to know because then you know who's important yes, in terms yeah. of like ranking. And so if they whack, you know, someone, what mm. repercussions does that have for this person and does that mean someone gets bumped or yeah, exactly. not? And so, no, it is important to know where everyone stands because, you know, you can just get associates that mean nothing. Yeah, and then you start getting, you know, capos and that, that, you know, so, no, and he rats, so, yeah, no, I agree. It would All be right. good. Okay, strap yourselves in. Get get a uh, get a cup of tea or a coffee or espresso and uh, listen to Sam's uh, explanation of uh, the American Mafia. <laughs> Here we go. It was 1880. No, okay. So, basically, <laughs> in the um, in the 1880s, uh, right, so pre-World War One. Um, there was heaps of immigration from Italy to America, um, and in particular into like the major sort of port areas on the eastern seaboard. So you're looking at um, New York City, obviously the biggest, uh, even places like New Orleans, um, uh, Providence, um, Boston, those sort of areas, Philadelphia, Detroit, Chicago, right, where all the immigrants were, right? And they formed a group called the Black Hand, and this was just a bunch of guys that were criminals in Italy or Sicily predominantly. And what they do, they would just go around extort other Italian immigrants, like basically chocks that couldn't speak English and didn't understand how their rights or didn't, you know didn't understand anything. These guys in the black hand would go up to their shop or the you know like a butcher and say, "Look, if you got any problems, you come see me, right? I'll look after you. Don't call the police, don't call anyone, but you give me fifty bucks a week, and you know what I mean." Whatever the amount was, right? All right? So that's pretty much how they made a lot of their money. They also did gambling, loan sharks, um, sports, you know, taking money from sports betting. Um, they did a lot of... they go to, say, a, a guy in the neighborhood and said, oh, you want to bring your cousin over from Italy? Yeah, I can fund that. But when he comes over, he's got to work for me. So there's a lot of cheap labor to repay that debt. Um, and all that sort of, you know, you know, prostitution, you know, all that bullshit, right? But where the... The Black Hand wasn't really organized and it was really like this guy controls this gang and this gang you know, runs this block or this gang controls that block. You know what I mean? It wasn't organized and it wasn't any sort of collaboration. All right. So then we skipped, uh, skipped ahead to, say, like the 1920s um, and Prohibition comes along and Prohibition basically changes the game, right? So the mafia, well, they, well these gangs, I should say, um, make so much money from selling uh, illegal liquor, right? So they get booze from, they get whiskey from Canada, they get rum from Jamaica and you know, the Caribbean and Cuba. They get moonshine from like Louisiana, places like that. And they're making millions in the 20s. I'm talking millions, right? And with that money, they, they the gangs get bigger and bigger and they get more influence. They start bribing more cops. They start getting politicians and they start getting judges people with serious power in their pocket. But then this kind of comes to a problem because then everybody wants to be the boss and there's so many of these gangs around. But basically what it boils down to is two blokes um, that really sort of 
want, are gunning for control of this sort of organized crime in New York City, predominantly. One bloke's called uh, Joe Mazzarera, I think his name is. The other bloke's called Salvatore Maranzano. And basically, these two trucks from Sicily, they, they control the biggest of the street gangs and they want to control everything. They want to control the entire entirety of New York City. This leads to a war, right? And uh, basically, Mazzara, or Mojave, I don't know how he says his name, Mazzara or something, he gets killed by Marizano. And Marizano splits New York into five families or five uh, districts. And what he says is, I'm going to be the boss, right? The boss of all bosses, and then you kick up to me. Well, lucky Luciano doesn't like this idea. What he does is he kills him, Marizano, and he sets up the commission. And basically, he says that the head, each head of each crime family has uh, an equal vote on all matters. But he also says that there's there's a fucking whole bunch of rules that they can't break, and one of them is uh, the code of a murder. So you never admit the existence of the, of the mafia, and you never give a name to it. So you never say this is the. We'll just say this is the Soprano crime family. You don't never say that. You just you never admit to this thing ever existing, right? So this is why Tony refers to this thing of ours or our thing. It's usually, that's the common sort of reference is our thing because they can't really never, even amongst themselves, never have to admit the existence of the mafia. But what also Lucky Lucchese um, does is that he gives you the family structure and says this is how each of your families has to be structured, right? So you have the boss, and then he's at the tippy top. So let's, um, for argument's sake, let's just say, so, so Tony's the boss, right? Then you have a consigliere, which is his council. So that's Sil. And then under him, you have an underboss, which you could probably make argument is Pauli. And then you have your respective capos. Then under them, you have soldiers. And then under soldiers, you have associates. So the capos would be the guys we mentioned before, Albert Baresi, uh, Jimmy, um, uh, yeah, he's the other guy. We said the old guy. Yeah, Ray. Raymond. Yep. They're the capos, okay? <clears throat> um, and, and Tony starts off a capo in season one, but they're the capos. And under them, they're the soldiers. They're the made guys. And then under them, you got the associates. And associates are like people like um, Jackie Jr. Um, who else is associate? Uh, Brendan Favone. What's his name? Ben, yeah, Brendan. Yeah. Um, Brendan, yeah. Uh, Filoni. Christy Maltesant. Yeah, yeah. Matthew Bevilacqua. Um, yeah. Those kind of guys. They're just associates. What they are is they, they just Foot hang around. Mm. And how it works is that the associates hang around people like the soldiers. And then the soldiers can be made. They cannot. They don't have to be made, right? And then the soldiers are then under a capo. And the capo has to be made, right? And basically, that's how the structure of the, of the family. Mm. So, associates give money to soldiers. Soldiers give money to the capo. Capo gives money to the underboss. And the underboss gives money to the boss. And the underboss is the one that actually gives the orders, right? Mm. The boss will say what he wants done. But the underboss is the one that actually communicates to the capo. And the reason why there's an underboss is because if a capo ever got put on trial or got caught he could never really say well tony said i had to do this because he never actually got it from tony you know what i mean mm. so it kind of insulated the boss from that um but anyway so what really kind of how this all relates back to sopranos is that when the mafia when the mafia got so profitable from prohibition that they actually started to buy into legal businesses like the garment industry 
waste management, construction, casinos, uh, trucking and logistics. And when they bought into these businesses, Blue, they also bought into the unions that controlled them. Mm. So yep. they they controlled the unions and they used that to extort, you know, construction, construction jobs. Yeah. Um, they used that to inflate prices on jobs. So, you know, uh, they, they might win a, a job to they might get a politician that's in their pocket to give their company a job, right? Yeah. And then of that job, they would inflate the costs. So, oh, you know, cost blew out, cost blew out. But it isn't. It's not cost blowing yeah. out. It's them, them just taking more money for this yep. job, you know what I mean? And that's how they really sort of sort of got their tentacles into every sort of aspect of, uh, of the American way, pretty mm. much. So when you relate this back to Tony, so Tony, he's bread and butter in this pilot episode um, is, is brewing sanitation. Yep. So what he is is basically he brewing sanitation is just like any other sort of you know garbage company. They go up and pick up garbage and they go dump it. Right. Mm. You actually see him at the dump in this pilot episode, which he doesn't really you know he doesn't really hang out a lot. And it's yeah. Like, his relationship with brewing sanitation is never really clear. But what it's inferred to is that he, um he got into that business, right? And that's what it made him the money, pretty much, is this this sanitation and the roots he had and his relationship with New York that, you know, he kind of was very profitable in getting um, a lot of money out of this sanitation company. That was That's how Tony became successful, right? Mm. That he's very um, business-orientated. Yeah. So that's what the mafia like. The mafia likes people that make money. That's yeah. all that comes down to. You're only exactly. as good as your last paid you exactly. Know, your pay bracket, your the glass big, envelope. The bigger the yeah, the bigger the envelope, the better the you're appreciated. And then when you look at Junior, Junior Soprano, so Junior Soprano, he's from the old school, old school, mm. the mafia, yep. where he might deal a bit of drugs. You know what I mean? He might yeah. deal a, a bit of coke, a bit of heroin, yep. whatever. But his main money is from loan sharking, mm. right? Extortion. So you know, basically going around businesses and saying, "If you don't pay me, I'm gonna fucking throw a brick through your window." You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, gambling, taking money in from gambling because he runs the casino in New Jersey and he also runs the executive game. And um, basically uh, stealing trucks, you know. So, yeah, stealing. very old school kind old of, school of mafia way of making bullshit. money, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but in this day and age, that old school way is not, it's hard. It's not, you, you got to look It's easy to get things. busted though, I'm guessing yeah. as well. Like, whereas the more sophisticated your scam is, you know, with, as Tony kind of wants to do, like, for mm. example, this HMO one, mm. like, the more sophisticated it is, obviously, the harder it is for government, FBI, to kind to pin you for it. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly, exactly. And it becomes um, more profitable as well because mm. you're not, you're not fucking, you're not, you're not physically having to go around yes. every fucking exactly. week, pick up cash envelopes and, you know what I mean? You just got money coming in. Um, so, that's what, uh, that's that whole dynamic. Um, I think uh, as well is it's important to note. Um, so what kind of leads to the downfall of the mafia is that uh, with prohibition going by the way um, and, you know, these the mafia looking for different ways of making money is that they also wanted to replace liquor with drugs. And drug trafficking really fucking fucking hurt the mafia because the US government was giving out heavy sort of um, prison sentences to anyone caught trafficking drugs so to 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 prevent people from trafficking drugs they'll say you get you know 
20 years, right? Whereas back in the day, if you were probably caught trafficking liquor, you'd probably only get like a suspended sentence or something. You yeah. know what I mean? It would yeah. have been, yeah. yeah. But you get 20 years. So if you're looking at 20 years, it causes people to come informants and flip and rat on their friends, right? In the case of uh, Pussy, that's what he does. Mm. But also the RICO Act, and the RICO Act is basically if you have enough evidence to um, establish a criminal conspiracy, you can then buy, you can then um, indict people on that conspiracy and then send them away. So, for instance, if um, Pussy was, say, he's got heroin, but then Pussy says, I'm, oh, the reason why I imported heroin is because I'm part of the mafia and Tony Soprano is part of the mafia, and they have enough evidence to support that, Tony Soprano can get thrown in jail, even though he never got no charge on, mm. on that heroin deal that Pussy got caught on, if that makes sense. Yep. So that's the RICO Act. So that's why, that's why what you're seeing here is the beginning of the end because this mm. environment is... Littered with like, yeah, rats and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that's the that's the context I thought would be worth talking about because as these things go on, it actually makes more sense. Like, and it's just the time why Tony is so kind of anxious about his family, both yeah. both like his wife and his kids, and also his mob family, because yeah. at any day it's like a castle made of sand. Like one Pretty day much. it can just come, or a house of cards, it can just come down any second. That's it. Yeah, and that's the way. <laughs> and that's what it is. He's even got one foot on the grave and one foot on the banana peel. And it's that's just right. a balancing act. And that's what um, I don't think people understand is that the mafia is a hustle like anything else. It's like mm. these people, it's not like the, it's not like the godfather, right? Yeah. These people yeah. are fucking grinding it out just like everyone else. They might not work nine to five, but they mm. work eight hours a day, either plotting scams yeah. or fucking hijacking a truck or going around and doing their rounds and collecting from businesses or, you know, meeting this guy to do this or meeting that guy to do that. Yeah. And you only really maybe get some sort of advantage when you get made because when you get made, you sort of get... That's a management position, right? And that's what um, Phil Leotardo says, no, 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 we're, you know, when he wants to whack out the Soprano family, he says, no, no, we're only going to go for management. So when you get made, you get, you're on the fast track to getting a management position and mm-hmm. a management position is a soldier or a capo you actually get a business to look after. So that might be a sports book or it might be a union thing or yeah. it might be a construction jobs, or whatever you get, you get these perks and then that, you know, that gives you guaranteed income that you don't mm. have to necessarily be out in the street as much. Right. Yep. But at the same time, you look at the way these people live. Tony's the only one with a nice house. Everyone else has got a pretty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, you know, yeah, exactly yeah. right. It, and that, I, I mean? think that's, yeah. And that's kind of, and that's another reason why Soprano is very true to the whole um, running of the mafia. It's not all glitz and glamour and obviously besides Tony. But, yeah, mm. like it's pretty, as you said, it's a grind. It's it is a grind. grind. Yeah. And when you really look at it, it's like, is this, is this, this is ultimately worth it? Mm. Yeah. Time will tell, mate, as we go on, as we watch more episodes. Yes, Correct. All right, Volio. All right, let's get out of here. Let's uh, listen. Thanks for listening to the first ever episode of uh, Satria's Pod Store. Um, I'm your host, Sam, and there's a co-host, Davo. Thank you for that, Sam, and especially <laughs> that history at the end. That was actually very good. I've actually never been um, told how that kind of started, so that was good, actually. Oh, so it, it's good. It sets a tone for where we're going to go for this because Tony – is very smart mob boss, and I think that was switched good. on. Yeah, it's very business on. orientated. Yeah, and this is and this thing about Sopranos, it's a different kind of mob story. It's mm. 
true. It's very true to the bone and it's not, you know, and I think that's even like, you know, they mentioned Luca Brasi in this episode. I think it, Chase, you know, alludes to Godfather, but I think he's saying this is something completely different. This ain't the Godfather. This is like nah. gritty mafia. So, it's, yeah. It's um, blue collar yeah, yeah. crime. Yep. That makes sense. Very good. No, that was good. All right. All right. All right, All right listeners. Two next week, eh? Until, until next week. We'll catch you. All right. Thanks, guys.